The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to hear from a multi-channel e-commerce expert. Ben Hebert is a co-founder of Natural Stacks, which is a nutritional products brand that yields optimal performance by using open source formulas so consumers know exactly how much of each ingredient they're putting into their bodies. The Natural Stacks brand is available in various e-commerce channels, including Amazon, eBay, Facebook, and Shopify. And in our last episode, Ben walked us through his rationale and prioritization for his omni-channel e-commerce strategy. In this episode, Ben is going to walk us through in more detail the MarTech stack he uses to drive customer acquisition and retention. Here's the rest of our interview with Ben Hebert. Ben, welcome back to the MarTech podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you back again. In our last conversation, we talked a little bit about the rationale for your omni-channel strategy, your selling your own products using a Shopify store. You're on Amazon, eBay, you sell internationally, wholesale, brick and mortar. Your products are available through multiple different channels. Today, I want to talk a little bit more about marketing. How are you acquiring your customers and how do you think about doing customer acquisition across your multiple channels? So let's just start off by talking about what are the priority channels you think about in terms of customer acquisition? If we were doing this podcast last year, I would have said Facebook, but I'll probably be the first one you ever hear say this, but Facebook is getting more expensive. And we as a company made a shift. I think you're looking at like Q4 of last year, made a shift to focus more on content, realizing that there's so much search intent, whether it's ingredient-based or benefit-based or health concern-based around the products that we have and the products that we're going to be in development. You know, long term, there's more value in us investing in content, investing in SEO, and growing our organic traffic than there's ever going to be focusing primarily on Facebook ads. We brought in someone from one of the other top competitors in our niche who scaled their Facebook spending significantly to over a million dollars a month. And we thought we were going to be able to repeat that pretty easily. Obviously, we ran into a number of challenges along the way. So since then, we've shifted our main source of acquisition or where we're kind of creating that first touch point with customers is always going to be for organic search. 
So that's really interesting. And we've had a couple of podcasts on the show where we've talked about Facebook advertising and how that can be a profitable channel. And a lot of it is depending on your targeting and how you're able to remarket to customers who have a high purchase intent. We've also talked about driving organic reach and how that can be a highly profitable channel because you don't have to pay for the recirculation of your content, but actually producing the content and getting it out into the world and making it visible is a big challenge. How have you made the shift from paid advertising using Facebook to content? And what are the ways that you're distributing your content? So first, making the shift, one thing I recommend everyone reading Andrew Chen, if you follow him on Twitter, wrote a huge tweet storm. I think it's a blog post on his site now about e-commerce startups getting addicted to paid marketing while fooling themselves on your CAC, which is your customer acquisition costs. And basically what he says summed up into, I don't know how many paragraphs it is now, but as you scale, it only gets more expensive and harder to track almost forever. So that's kind of the mindset that we went into it. For Facebook, obviously, we're still doing retargeting. Obviously, we're still spending money on Facebook ads, but it is a fraction of what we used to do last year. And then when we shift over to the content side, I think content always comes down to keyword research and matching the intent. A lot of people are using the standard templates that they find wherever, hiring someone on Upwork and kind of posting 10 or 12 different things out there. And one will stick, and then they'll redirect everything to that main pillar post or something like that. We've shifted away from that totally and gone into a unique strategy where we're targeting only the best things that are related directly to our products, health concerns, et cetera, ingredients, and then doing a better job, I think, effectively matching the content with the query and answering those questions that people have. And the last part that I think is kind of exciting, I was talking to a really, really great SEO maybe a month or two ago, and he's seeing across all of his portfolio of sites that link building is becoming a less important factor and brand is going up, which is interesting because today, as we're recording the show, Google just completely rebranded their entire AdWords platform. It's now Google Ads. So it's kind of this big shift in search engine marketing when it comes to Google. It's happening right now. I guess, in response to Facebook, since they dominate social with obviously that platform and Instagram. So it's really exciting to be kind of on the front of it and to always try and work one step ahead, although that's probably not the case. (laughs) When you're talking about your content strategy, you're doing your keyword research, finding what people are looking at in terms of questions they have about health concerns, which is obviously related to your product as a natural supplement. This is primarily focused on creating written content. Talk to me a little bit about the things that you've done that are not just the traditional blog posts. I think you mentioned earlier that you've done a podcast. Are there multimedia posts that you're creating or is it primarily just a strategy where you're producing a lot of written content? So written content is going to be on the front end of acquisition. That is probably one of our highest priority for touchpoints. But then once we kind of look at the entire Natural Stacks ecosystem as a brand, we have a podcast where we release a new episode each week that's going to be with different health and fitness and wellness experts. So we're providing value there. We have a private library of online courses that are on Teachable, which is a really, really great platform. It's super easy to use. You know, the way I look at it and the way I kind of frame it with the team is that a lot of the things happen behind the wall. 
So if we're able to bring someone in through content and create that first conversion via lead magnet, whether that's an online course, a quiz, a free ebook or PDF or something like that, we have all of these super unique special things happening kind of behind closed doors that you wouldn't see advertised on the front end. Because if we're able to break through the noise with that first conversion, we really want to make this individual kind of feel special. That's always been our focus, always will be our focus. When you're looking at tools that we're using for that, quizzes, we use Interact. I believe it's just called Interact Quizzes. And then for our pop-ups and things like that, we're using just Uno. Works really well with Shopify. And then like our e-com CRM slash email provider is going to be Clavio or Clavio, depending on how you want to say it. Okay. So you're distributing your content organically. You're using some engagement tools in terms of email marketing and pop-ups to stay relevant. And then there's quizzes, which are other formats of content outside of just traditional blog posts. Yeah. If you come in for a blog post targeting like magnesium deficiency, for example, the lead magnets that we have on that page are going to be absolutely relevant to that. So we'll move you from step one to step two, and then three, eventually we'll introduce a product, a magnesium product for you. Mm -hmm. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. Talk to me about how you think about customer retention. So someone comes into your store, whether it used to be from your Facebook ads, now it looks like it's more from content. Now they're in your ecosystem, you've pixeled them. How do you make sure that they convert? And then how do you make sure that they continue to become a buyer? We're running multiple offers if you're looking at a direct-to-consumer on Shopify Plus. And primarily what's happening is no matter what you order, a single bottle, subscription, multiple bottle, etc., you're going to be hit with a cart hook, which is an awesome, awesome app that lets you do upsells and downsells within Shopify. So come in, you're going to go through our email sequence. And then eventually, if we can't get you to buy 
or even try natural stacks, we will send you to a highly discounted offer that of course is gonna have the upsells and downsells. And then the last part is going to be kind of the last ditch effort will offer you a free trial. And due to the nature and complexity of free trials, we run all of that through clickbank.com. They recently started taking physical products. They're probably like the biggest affiliate marketplace out there, absolute pros at everything they do. That lets us mitigate our risk while still growing that channel. So even if you're looking at the brand altogether, we're omni-channel and even for a direct-to-consumer, we're not just Shopify. We have offers running through ClickFunnels. We have offers running through ClickBank. They have click everything all over the place. Interesting. So talk to me about conversion rates. When you're an e-commerce store, obviously your product is going to dictate what your likely conversion rates are. But for people that are new into e-commerce, when they're driving traffic to their web property and they have some sort of a quiz mechanism to gauge someone's interest and target them, and then you have your hooks to upsell and downsell, What's a good rate where you can start to think about whether you're successfully managing your e-commerce efforts? I think that's all going to vary depending on the niche that you're in. And obviously with supplements, there's going to be a lot of skepticism early on because they don't know if they can trust the brand or the product. But if you're anywhere from 2 to 3%, no matter what niche you're in, for the front-end offer, that's really, really good for cold traffic. That's absolutely incredible. But what you'll see a lot of now is, let's say it's a t-shirt or something like that. It'll either be a free plus shipping where you're paying $4.95 to ship it. And then you're put through a maze of upsells and downsells. And those are typically going to be significantly higher than that front end 2 or 3%. But like I said, if it's something like sunglasses where you're just scrolling through your Instagram feed and you see something that looks cool, that's going to be a lot easier, but a lot more expensive to convert than a supplement product. Okay. So tell me a little bit more about your customer retention strategy. When you pay all this money to produce content or you're advertising on Facebook, got multiple different channels, how do you focus on keeping your customers? So as a CPG company, consumer packaged good, we're only after lifetime value. That's one of the main KPIs or metrics that obviously we're going to live or die by as a company long-term. And primarily the strategy for us has been building in surprises, kind of making it human. So we'll have all kinds of filters and tags set up depending on consumer action. So maybe they recently increased their frequency or their AOV has gone way up or they placed a massive order and that will trigger automatic emails that are going to be coming instead of from your generic info or hello at naturalstacks.com. That's going to be coming from someone personally at our company because we want to build that relationship with that individual, with that customer. I always, uh, whenever I give a speech or a talk or something like that, I use it as like a reference to a restaurant. If you go to the same restaurant every day or every week or every month, you're probably going to know the owner, the staff, and you know every once in a while, they're going to slide you a free appetizer or maybe they got some great wine in and they're going to open up a bottle for you. We try and do that same thing. Just because we're selling online and this relationship is totally based on the internet doesn't mean that we can't be human and add that element in. Now, you know, we're doing that through uh, tags and marketing automation, but it's still leading to that real interaction. And because of that, our LTV with some of our top customers is in the tens of thousands of dollars. And when you're selling a product where the most expensive one is like $42.95, that's just incredible. That's a lot of caffeine. <laughs> that is a lot of caffeine, more than I've even had this morning. <laughs> 
So tell me about the technology behind that. You mentioned that you're tagging people and you're trying to build in these humanizing events. How do you think about doing that and what's the services or technologies you use? That's all going to be done with our email platform, Klaviyo. They have a flow builder there where you can create, you know, if a customer has purchased three times in the last month, you know, different situations like that. And like I said, normally companies will have a generic email, you know, send this, hey, congratulations thing out. We want to do that from an actual person. Eventually, when we have like a rock star head of support, customer development, you know, we'll probably move that on to them. But even now, five years into this, I get incredibly, incredibly excited talking with someone who's been with the brand for a year or something like that and recently got their MBA or can finally read again and sit down and focus for hours at a time. I love that. It's why we do this. And keeping that human element within the business is, I think, one of the main drivers behind our growth and increasing revenue over time or actually retaining customers. Yeah, it's funny. The podcast is the MarTech podcast. And a lot of what we focus on is the technology behind reaching consumers so you can get your message across. But at the end of the day, marketing is an art and a science and understanding the sort of humanities and focusing on the person that you're trying to reach and using technology to get the right message to them is really the goal and the focus of this podcast. So what you're saying resonates with me and is also very much in line with my approach to marketing, which is understand who your core consumer is, what their pain points are. This gets into a lot of the brand building, customer segmentation, sort of the brand development side of your business is what's the purpose of what you're doing, trying to help someone with a long-term health problem and hopefully building a lasting relationship with them. Absolutely. And those are the same opportunities where we'll create a custom coupon code and say, hey, if you have any friends or family you think might be interested just send them this code. It's personal only for you and it can be used this amount of times. I cannot say how much that has added value for our business as far as retention goes. And then additionally, something we just added on or going to be starting in like a week or so is we're going to have a naturopathic doctor come into our private Facebook group every week and run a live stream. And when I was talking with him, he was like, oh, well, what do you want me to talk about? What do you want me to sell your products? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, no, man, we just want you to come in and share what you're learning or what you've been researching and just providing that extra level of value. Because, you know, I'm thinking the same way as if we had a physical storefront or something like that somewhere, we want to run these types of events and interact with our local community. Well, let's just do that online. And it's like you said, the marketing technology is supposed to facilitate all these things easier. And that's the way all the entrepreneurs out there need to think about their business and approach marketing. So it's a great transition. And I asked this question to everyone in the podcast. You've been a successful entrepreneur. You've been running this company for five years. You've built an impressive omni-channel marketing technology, a MarTech stack. What advice do you have for people that are just getting started in e-commerce and just getting started in a marketing career that can help them along the way? Well, one, I think acquisition is probably the best career path to go down right now. If you're looking at email capture, if you were amazing at that and you can jump with any brand and you can match the offers to the content, no matter whether it's YouTube or Instagram or anything like that, you have a career and you're going to get paid a lot of money for the rest of your life. But when it comes to building your stack out, beware of shiny objects, beware of jumping around, focus on one channel at a time and kind of do everything you think is the right thing to do before giving up. 
And we spent a lot of time very early on saying, oh, we need to be on Facebook. Oh, we need to be on YouTube. Oh, we need to be on Instagram because this is what these giant companies that we admire doing. But you can't do that and you'll never grow that way. One at a time and hit it until you cannot do anything else or think of any new ideas again. Well, I think that's great advice. I think that learning a skill that you can master early on in your career and sort of hinge your development on makes a lot of sense to me. Before we let you go, are there any things that you'd like to highlight? Uh, Can you give us a little blurb about Natural Stacks? What should people know or how can they get in touch with you? Here's your chance to promote whatever you'd like on the show. (laughs) Well, you can use coupon code MartechBen to save 25%. This is a crazy coupon. We never give them out that high, but I had fun recording this. (laughs) So uh, MartechBen to save 25% at the store. If you have any questions about marketing, career development, kind of just how to make it as an entrepreneur or you're struggling and you feel the whole world collapsing, which happens to all of us all of the time, feel free to reach out to me, B-E-N at B-E-N-H-E-B-E-R-T dot com. Ben at BenHebert.com. Ben, it's been great having you on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And thanks for sharing the insights. Thank you. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Ben for joining us. If you're interested in learning more about Ben and Natural Stacks, go to naturalstacks.com. If you'd like to read the transcript for this podcast, we've published it on our website, martechpod.com. If you're already a subscriber, thank you very much. We want this to feel like a community. So if you ever have questions or if you'd like to be a guest on our show, you can find a contact form on our website or you can reach out to us on LinkedIn or Twitter. Our handles are Ben J. Shap, LLC, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P, LLC. If you haven't subscribed yet and you want a weekly stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we've got some great episodes lined up in the next few weeks. So hit that subscribe button and we'll be back in your podcast feed in no time. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.